Reformation Fellowship provides support and fellowship to all who would stand for the reformation of Christ's church worldwide. We long to see the church revitalized by the gospel and seek to encourage all who share that vision. We gather together for gospel-hearted fellowship around gospel-minded theology. We are a ministry of unity. Welcome back to the Reformation Fellowship. My name is Justin Schell, and I'm your host here on the Reformation Fellowship podcast. We pray that our time together strengthens your hand, encourages your heart, and enables you both to delight more in God and to serve his people more faithfully. Today, we are hanging out with Rob Trankman. Rob is the Director of Operations at the Newton House. Newton House is a new initiative out of Union, connected with the Union School of Theology. You'll hear all about Newton House in this episode because that's going to be the focus of our time together. Essentially, we want to uh, discover from Rob how the Newton House is going to help bring scholarship, uh, theology, the study of, of biblical studies, theological studies, church history studies, and bring it to bear on the life of the local church. That's the vision of Newton House, but he's going to say it so much more clearly than I can. We're excited to talk with him today, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation. So let's get started now. Rob, thank you so much for joining us here on the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to be with you. Yes, and we've got an exciting conversation. It's ex- exciting for me, at least, I, I, and I know it's uh, something that, that you're passionate about. We're going to be talking about the Newton House today, and um, before we jump into the Newton House, this new endeavor coming out of Union, um, I want our listeners to hear a little bit about you. So can you give us a, a quick bio, family, background, work? Who, who's Rob Trankman? Yeah, great. Yes, my wife Liz and I have been married for 17 years, and uh, we have three children, an 11-year-old son, Caleb, a five-year-old daughter, Lillian, and a two-year-old son, Alec. And uh, we spent uh, six years, I spent six years as a pastor in the States right out of uh, theology school. And uh, then we moved to uh, Central and Eastern Europe for about a decade. So uh, we spent nine years with Josiah Venture, a missions organization that works in Central and Eastern Europe. And I was the country leader for Josiah Venture's work in Hungary during that time. Okay. And then I also uh, had the privilege of leading an international training conference for leaders that uh, served leaders from about 18 countries. We'd gather for a week of training every year in the Czech Republic. So mm-hmm. that, that was a real joy. And then um, over this last year, God has, has moved us into this new role with Union, with uh, managing Newton House in Oxford. And so we're right in the process of moving our family to the UK to launch and manage Newton House. And we're really excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I love the, I love the blend there. The, I, I hear, obviously, a love for the local church as a pastor, as a, uh, a missionary working to, to build up the church in, in, uh, in Eastern Europe. Um, and, but that, that 
that love for the church spilling over in mission right mm -hmm. is coming out there as well and, and even the the developing of leaders for the church and for mission um that's just great and and my guest probably has prepared you really well for newton house so let's let's jump in and and just start with uh hopefully an easy question what is what is the newton house yeah so um, Newton House is a theological research and training center that is based in Oxford, uh, but really is designed to serve the church around the world. And, and we have two main foci as we launch this ministry. One is, is we want to serve the church, and specifically we want to equip the church with the finest evangelical scholarship. And so we, we imagine doing this through conferences, through lecture series, through summer school. Um, my experience being both in academia and as a pastor is there are lots of conferences, books, magazines that are from pastors to pastors, and they're, they're very valuable. And there's lots of conferences and journals that are from academics to academics. Our hope is to stand at the crossroads of academia and the church and, and hopefully bring the best in theological thinking to pastors and church leaders and lay leaders to, to nourish, to encourage, to strengthen theology, to warm hearts, mm -hmm. uh, to, to really serve the church with the finest in evangelical scholarship. And then our, our other area of focus, and of course, these are very related, is, is we want to nurture and encourage the next generation of pastors, theologians, scholars, and teachers. And, and as you know, Justin, throughout history, what goes on in the academy ultimately influences culture. And in, in terms of the church, what goes on in the seminary shows itself up in the local church. Mm. And, and far too often in theological education, there's some sort of divide between people that have big brains and warm hearts, <laughs> between people that are theologically robust and people that delight in Christ, between people that uh, care about doctrine and people that care about mission. And our real hope at Newton House is that, is that God would help us to nurture a generation of pastor theologians who have strong theology, warm hearts, love the church and delight in Christ and, and all of those things together, not, not separated out or made artificial enemies as they too often are. Yeah. And Newton house is in a sense, a, a corresponding partner, uh, not officially. I, I, I don't know. And we, we may, if, if I spoke wrongly, we can cut that out, but um, <laughs> uh, with Tyndale house, in, in Cambridge, is that right? Can you talk to us a, about uh, the relationship between Tyndall House and Newton House? Yeah, so anyone that's been involved in biblical studies knows what a gift Tyndale House has been to the kingdom of God really since I think 1945. And uh, at Tyndale House there in Cambridge has operated just on the, really on the front lines of biblical studies uh, in, in Greek and in Hebrew and in pushing forward evan evangelical scholarship that has served the church. And we, we thank God for Tyndale House. Mm -hmm. um, Tyndale House uh, 
exclusively does biblical studies, and that's all they want to do, and they've, they've made that very clear, and, and so we believe that the, the church in the UK, the church in Europe, really the church around the world has, has uh, neglected to some level historical and systematic theology to our peril, mm. and that we desperately need biblical studies, and we also need those theological studies that are understanding the truths of Scripture and interacting with culture and interacting with, with some of the broader themes. And mm -hmm. the lack of that, the lack of the equivalent to Tyndale House has been felt both on the scholarly level. We have scholars tell us all the time who are in systematic and historical theology, we need the Tyndale House equivalent in our areas of, feed, of uh, our field of study. But yeah. it also has damaged the church because a, a church that is theologically weak is then a prey to the whims of culture and also unable to speak with wisdom and to speak winsomely into the challenging times that we live in. And so we, we hope to learn from Tyndale House. They're you know, 75 years in front of us, and they've been great help to us as we launch here. Um, but they're also the standard that, that we're trying to achieve, but in this area of church history, historical theology, and systematic theology. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exciting. I, uh, I've been as ever since the announcement of Newton house, um, whether it's people reaching out directly to me or through things like Twitter, or Facebook, seeing the excitement for, as you said, both the, um, both scholars, as well as those who are serving in the church as pastors, who they know how important Tyndall house has been but they also understand the need for a, a, a complementary house to, mm -hmm. uh, to cover these other areas. So that's exciting. I, I feel like I'm seeing excitement in my, my circles. What's been the response? Can you talk a little bit more to us about the yeah. those you've interacted with? Yeah, it, I've been very encouraged at the response that we've we've had to this initiative so far. So um, we had our first conference back in September. It was online this year because of the pandemic, just a one day event. Um, but we had about 240 people register for that, which was which was thrilling for our first conference. Our theme was theology for the church. And um, we, we heard from a number of our senior fellows on that theme, and um, I was just very encouraged by the response. Um, we, we also are working with junior fellows and associates, and these are younger scholars who are maybe working on a PhD or have just finished a PhD that want the opportunity to be mentored by some of our senior fellows, want to be part of an evangelical community. Um, many of these associates are doing PhDs all around the world uh, in, in wonderful institutions, but the one thing they're lacking is, is academic evangelical fellowship. Mm -hmm. And so they, they want a community that they can come and be part of while they're perhaps doing a, a PhD in theology in a, in a more secular school, maybe with a, a faculty advisor who isn't of the same faith tradition that they are. And mm -hmm. so their minds are being stretched, their research skills are being stretched, but they want to come and be part of an evangelical fellowship with other scholars 
to be to share what they're learning, to receive and offer feedback on what they're researching, but also to be encouraged and to be shaped uh, in in evangelical academic scholarship. And so we've had a number of people, a very strong response to that. I think we have about 14 junior fellows and associates that we've taken on at this point, which is a which is a wonderful start. Yeah. Um, and I've been excited at our responses at a scholarly level too. So the, the fact that people like Phil Riken and Kevin Van Hooser and, and so many others of our, our senior fellows have chosen to step on board really signals to me that, that they see this as a crucial need that Newton House is stepping into and filling. So mm -hmm. that, that response has been very encouraging. And it's, it's been a response. Uh, we've had a strong response in Europe. We've had a strong response in North America. We also have people getting involved from New Zealand and we're presently working on an Africa connection as well. So it's, it's, really, um, it's, it's really surfaced a need really globally, which is yeah. important. Before we get back to our conversation, we want to let you know how you can become a member of the Reformation Fellowship. You've heard our heart here in interviews. You, you hear it every time a new episode opens up. You hear we, we're here to gather like-minded, like-hearted gospel ministers to uh, know one another, to encourage one another, and to partner together for the Reformation of Christ Church worldwide. That's what we're about. And if that's your heart, you can go to reffellowship.org and register free membership. That gets you access to some, some discounts, some free goodies, access to, we're going to do some live, live conversations through Zoom with church leaders, with leading theologians and scholars as well. So go there to, to find out all about the benefits of membership. But I do want to draw your attention to one more benefit. March 22nd, 2022. In Naperville, Illinois, we're going to host a Reformation Fellowship gathering. It is a gathering for members of the fellowship and special invitees only. So we hope you'll join the fellowship. And we also hope you will consider joining us for what we're calling the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. This is a gathering of pastors, planters, theologians, and leaders seeking to know and encourage each other, as well as to consider an invitation to greater gospel unity and partnership. The schedule will include plenary addresses by leaders such as Michael Reeves, Dane Ortland, and Dustin Binge, as well as specific times for intentional networking and fellowship. It's a one-day gathering hosted by Naperville Presbyterian Church there in Naperville, Illinois. Again, go to reffellowship.org to join the Reformation Fellowship and to find details about the Welcome to the Fellowship gathering. That's March 22nd, 2022. We hope you'll put it on your calendar and we hope to see you there. You mentioned a couple of groups within the house. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll phrase it that way. Um, would love to go a little bit deeper with those. So why don't we start with senior fellows? So you've mentioned that there are senior fellows to Newton House. Um, who, who are they? What's their role? Um, what, what should we be, we be expecting of, of, that, of that group of, of scholars? Yeah. So yes, as I mentioned, we have a we have a wonderful group of, of senior fellows involved. So Mike Reeves, the president of Union, uh, Dr. Michael Haken, who's uh, 
a professor at Southern Seminary. He's our director of Newton House, so thrilled to have his leadership. Uh, Phil Riken, president at Wheaton College, uh, Kevin Van Hooser, Brad Green, Cornelio Samuts, who's from Romania, Gerald Bray, Robert Lethem, and uh, Andrew Atherstone from Oxford. So it's a wonderful group of, of scholars. And um, they've agreed to do a number of things for us in their role as senior fellows. Um, partially, they'll be contributing to regular publications that Newton House will be publishing and releasing for pastors and for uh, more scholarly reading. Um, they uh, will be speaking at our conferences and at our lecture series. So we have our annual Newton House conference that's designed to serve pastors and church leaders and students and scholars. And we also have our lecture series. This, this year we're doing a, a lecture series on Augustine and uh, that will feature some of our senior fellows. And, uh, and then some of them will be available to be a little bit more hands-on and do some uh, specific mentoring of younger scholars so, mm. uh, so that we can learn from them. They're, they're farther down the road. Many of them have both academic and church experience. And so they're, they're a tremendous resource to young leaders, young pastors, young theologians who both want to, who want to be the pastor theologians of the next generation. Yeah. And then also they're incredibly helpful to have just to advise us as we go because of their many years of experience. Um, they've just proven to be a, a wealth of wisdom as we, as we launch this and, and try to design this to best serve the church and best serve the academy. So yeah. very thankful for that group of, of scholars. Yeah, that's wonderful. And um, there's a, another group, these associates or, or junior fellows. Um, talk to us about what the hope is for them and, and what, what, what maybe what would it look like to apply to that fellowship um and then what what would be expected of someone who is a junior fellow yeah so we kind of have two roles there um we have our junior fellows and junior fellows are those who are involved with newton house and they we've also taken them on to do some um marking or, or grading in the american vernacular um and teaching at union school of theology so junior fellows are involved both with union and with newton house and then associates role is a little bit more limited. They're not doing uh, any work for union, but they're, they're primarily involved with Newton House. And um, at the most fundamental level, associates and junior fellows are our community of younger scholars who most of them are working on a P are somewhere in the process of completing a PhD. And, and, and we bonded together as a group and said, hey, we're committed to the success of this venture because we, we believe this is useful for the kingdom and for, for God's word. Um, and so uh, it, it has a number of elements to it. Probably, I think the most important element is the evangelical fellowship. This is a, a group of young scholars who want to sharpen each other, who want to encourage each other. And so practically, that means we'll, we'll have regular conversations where we're sharing research that we're doing or reading that we're doing and interacting about that. Um, mm -hmm. 
They'll also have opportunity for um, periodic interaction with our director, Professor Haken, um, around specific themes of biblical spirituality and also um, thematic research that we're doing over the course of a year related to our conferences and our publications uh, and, and things like that. Um, and then the, these are also people that are relating to Newton House as owners, not just as customers. So they're um, working with us to design our conferences, to produce our journal, uh, to do our lecture series, our Oxford Summer School. Um, our junior fellows and associates have their fingers involved with that. Um, so getting opportunities to learn what's it look like to edit a journal? How do you produce an academic conference? Um, and, and to be part of making Newton House successful in those ways. Fantastic. Yeah. That's exciting. And in, in terms of applying for that, um, we've already launched our associates for this year, but if someone was interested in reaching out, I'd still love to talk to them. And, and the easiest thing to do would either be to email me directly, uh, maybe we could put that in the notes, but or to just jump onto Newton House's website, which is newtonhouse.ust.com ac.uk and just hit the contact us link and that that email will come directly to me and then I could give further information. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting to like you said both the the fellowship, the actual um linking arms uh to encourage to mm -hmm. spur on one another um but also that this the skill set to be sharpened as well. Um, even as I think of those senior fellows, you've got um, seminary presidents, mm -hmm. you've got those who have edited uh, uh, books, journals, those who obviously have written um, books, monographs, journal articles, uh, just the amount of um, experience, both from the senior fellows uh, some of which being able to, to invest into those juniors and associates, and then um, to get to help with the, the, the actual work of Newton House as well. I think that's just exciting. I think that's really great. Yeah, I, I tell you, we have a wonderful group that have signed on for that. Just a, a really uh, impressive group of young scholars that also have uh, just a deep love for the Lord and for the mm -hmm. church. So it's, it's a wonderful mix. I'm, I'm thrilled about that community. That's great. That's great. Well, um, while we're, we're on the subject of studying and, and younger scholars, I know Newton House is a ministry of union um, coming out of their school of theology. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Union's particular PhD program? And I think you're you're even uh, in the in the midst of that yourself. So maybe firsthand experience about uh, what's that been like, and um, and what what should someone know about Union's PhD if they're considering programs? Yeah, that, that's right, Justin. Um, Newton House is in no way exclusively for union uh, students or for people involved with union. It's, it's really designed to serve the, the global church and the global scholarly community, but it is a ministry of union and we're glad to be connected to union and to be part of union. So it's both and. 
And, um, and specifically, it's a wonderful community for uh, PhD students from any school, but especially for union PhD students. And uh, the union PhD program uh, for our more international audience it, 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 as a somewhat typical UK PhD program, it is not classroom based. It's, it's exclusively a research based degree. There's just one introductory class in terms of research methods. And so that means it's a remote degree that can be done from anywhere. It doesn't require a move to the UK. You can do it from anywhere in the world as long as you can get a hold of the resources that you need to. And uh, although it's done through Union, it's actually accredited from uh, VU University in Amsterdam. And uh, depending on which ranking you read, VU is, is typically ranked either number five or number seven in the world for PhD of religion ranking. So it's, uh, it's usually right behind Cambridge. So it's a, it's a fantastic degree. And, uh, and so you get the advantage of that, uh, that, that degree from VU that, uh, I'm losing my word here, the credibility of that degree from VU, but the, the warm gospel-centered heart of union. So it's really a wonderful combination. And also as part of that, um, everyone who's part of the union PhD program comes to Wales once a year for the annual research conference. And that's where you get to share chapters that you're working on in your PhD, uh, provide those for others to give feedback and reflection, and also have an opportunity to hear what others are researching, which um, always proves help, helpful in spurring your own research forward. Um, so that, that's just the, a little bit of a nutshell of the Union PhD program. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I think um, a question I'd like to, to kind of turn to now is, um, and, and I hear already <laughs> kind of um, it seeping out of you, um, the answer to this, but um, if someone were to ask you, how will Newton House serve the local church, uh, how would you respond? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's the most important question for us in many ways, because that's at the heart of what we want this to do. We, we don't want Newton House to, to be another um, academic chop shop. Um, we want it to serve the church and to shape people that love the church and serve the church and delight in Christ. Mm. Um, yeah, having spent the last 17 years in pastoral ministry in the States and then really training leaders across Central and Eastern Europe, um, I, I've noticed that uh, theological education and, and really in that sense, church ministry as well, I think tends to make one of a couple mistakes. I mean, there's lots of mistakes, but in this case, one of a couple on one hand, we have we have seminaries, we have academic institutions, and even churches and, and preachers that offer information that's unattached to mission. So you, you have people that, you know, you, the Apostle Paul says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And uh, when I graduated from theology school, I, I had many wonderful classmates, but there were others that I looked at and I went, oh, no they have been ruined for church work because they're full of information, but they're not full of warm hearts and they're not, they, they're not missionally minded. They're, they're just interested in, in uh, the minutia of details rather than the service of the church. 
And, and, and so you, you can end up with people that have big brains and cold hearts that don't love and serve the church and even really can become a poison to the church. And, and, and that we, anyone who's been involved with theological education has seen that mistake in some, in some form or another. But that there's another air that, that I think is growing in prevalence personally. And, and, and I think it's a reaction to the first air. And that's a, a, a deep pragmatism that has settled into the church around the world. And it's, it's, in my experience, it's kind of characterized by this attitude that says, yeah, 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 we, we know the theology. The, the real question is, how do we do it? <laughs> we, we, we know who God is. We know what the gospel is. Yeah, yeah, that's all already been sorted out. The, the real question is, how do we deliver it? How do we package it? How do we spread it faster and better? And as I worked in, in pastoral ministry and as I worked in Central and Eastern Europe, I, I became increasingly convinced that that also was a, a dangerous plague on the church uh, to, to assume that we have a clear vision of God, to assume that we have a clear vision of the gospel and that really our energy just needs to go into, into programmatic pieces or delivery systems to, to me feels wildly dangerous. It, it, it feels a little bit like trying to fix the aerodynamics of a car that has a broken engine. <laughs> and and I, I remember my, hearing Mike Reeves, president of Union, speak at a conference I was leading a few years ago, and, and he laid out a, a, a picture of the gospel from, from the story of Luther and from the story of Calvin, and, and it was rich and it was robust, and it was to a group of people, all of whom we already knew the gospel. And yet we were all sitting there going, oh, I haven't heard it quite like that <laughs> before. And I, I remember at the end, Mike said, that's the gospel that changed Europe in the Reformation. Mm -hmm. And that's the gospel that can change Europe again. And I thought, yeah, that's it. That's it. We, we need pastors and leaders who have a clear, robust, magnetic, compelling vision of the triune God and have a rich understanding of the gospel that, that may not always be able to be drawn on a napkin or with a bridge or with four laws or you know, whatever the case may be, but it's, it's beautiful and it's, it's, it's rich. It's the great exchange. It's the, it's the prostitute who becomes a queen as, as, as Luther laid out. And I'm convinced that that clear picture of God and that robust understanding of the gospel is what can lead to spiritual awakening in our time, to reformation, to revival. And, um, and, and I hope, I pray, this is why I'm so excited to be part of Newton House, that Newton House can play some role in raising up leaders for the church who are captivated by Christ and, 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 thoroughly convinced of the gospel, not just in head, but in heart, and therefore are a blessing to the church around the world. That, that's what I pray for. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, Rob, thank you for, uh, for that. And thank you for making some time to be with us here on the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. It's been a delight to have you here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you've joined us here on the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. 
We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please, in all those places, do not hesitate to reach out. Let us know how we can serve you, pray for you, serve your churches in any way possible. God bless.